Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Kate here, and you are listening to the final episode of season eight of the Heart of Dating podcast. We have had so many episodes this season, and we've also had some changes this season. The most notable change being that my fiance, soon to be husband, JJ Tomlin, joined the podcast as a co-host. It's been an amazing and wild journey this year, you guys, and JJ and I collectively cannot wait to serve you guys even better in season nine. Now, in this season, we shared various parts of our story as well as our learnings. But next season, we're going to do some of that. And we're also going to be talking about a lot of topics that you guys want to hear. This episode today, our final episode, in fact, is a topic that you guys voted on. We put it to a poll on Instagram. If you're not following Instagram, shout out, follow us at Kateness, at Heart of Dating, at JJ Tomlin. This topic today by a landslide one compared to all the other topics, though we probably will cover those topics too. We are talking about waiting well as a single. Now, I got to warn you guys, you need to buckle up because we are going in. And I don't think this episode is exactly going going to be what you anticipate. You're going to have to be prepared to be challenged. You might be a little bit offended in today's episode. I'm just warning you. But I really, really, really think that you need to hear some of the words that we're sharing today. Some of you really, really, really need this episode. You need this reminder and you need to be redirected to the core of why we are single and what we are doing in this single season. So I really hope you enjoy it, but be prepared, okay? If you get offended, just know that I told you so and ahead of time, all right? Okay, if you guys didn't know, we just launched a brand new program called The Singles Academy. We also call it TSA, where we check all your baggage. And in this program, it's a monthly masterclass community, and it's really meant to fill that void where churches do not have a singles ministry. I mean, unless you go to the Porch in Dallas, unless you go to Luke Lazan's church in Orlando, unless you go to Passion City, there are just not that many great singles ministries out there. And so we wanted to fill that gap by creating a program that allows you to meet hundreds of amazing Christian singles and also helps you to really live into the beauty of your singleness right now. It's ironic because the topic today, Waiting Well, really fits in with our whole goal at TSA. In fact, tomorrow, August 4th, we are going to be having our very first masterclass. And in that masterclass, we are talking about how to truly combat loneliness, also a topic that you guys voted on. We cannot wait to dive into this topic. If you're listening to this after the fact and the masterclass has already happened, you can still join and watch the masterclass. It is only $47 a month to join to get a masterclass, a monthly theme, an incredible community. You also have discussion groups. The discussion groups meet the second week of every month. The third week of every month, we have a giant community hangout and we have tons and tons and tons of affinity groups 
groups that you can join anywhere from Disney adults to Marvel lovers to dog lovers to people who love coffee to all sorts of things. Okay. And there are a lot of things happening in these affinity groups. It is incredible to see so many people already loving TSA and we would love to invite you to join. You can go to join the singles academy.com to join today. And remember you can join anytime and you can cancel at any time. So even join us for a month and see how you like it. All right, guys, it's the finale. Here we go. This concludes season eight of the Heart of Dating podcast, and we are going hard hitting the topic of waiting well. Let's go. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Kate and JJ. And it's our final episode of season eight. Yes, it is. Wow. Hey, honey, I had this thought. What's that? Uh, I realize that the next time we record the podcast like this, we'll officially be married. Will we really? Yeah. Unless, Unless what? we have a runaway bride on her. Oh hands. my gosh. I'm not Julia Roberts. That's not happening. Audience, do you think that she is going to run? No, absolutely not. Well, I have one question for you. What? How do you like your eggs? Oh my God. I like them sunny side up. Hmm, interesting. What? Me too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. Guys, I'm a little worried. No, you like them sunny side up? Orange flag. Orange flag. Orange flag. Okay. I like them um, over easy because I'm normal. I like over easy too, but I like sunny side up. Yeah. Well, it's very runny. but So we will be married. You will flash your hand and have a ring on it, babe. <laughs> well, yeah, I will. We are flashing his hand right now and there's nothing. Tell him what kind of ring I'm going to get. He's definitely getting a ring off Amazon. Oh, yeah. Right now because Fif- we're balling on a budget. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get what I'm going to try and you find. Spent, the- we spent all the money on this ring. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and find the cheapest ring I can find. Yeah. And then we'll upgrade it in like what? 10 years? Mm, 20 years? This next year. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, guys, so we had you guys vote on this final episode. We actually had a different topic planned, but I was like, you know what? What do the people want? Give them what they want. Give them what they want. And so we took it to Instagram. If you're not following Instagram, uh, at Kateness, at Heart of Dating, at JJ Tomlin, follow the accounts. We took a poll on my account, and you guys voted on this episode, which is waiting well. How to wait well. Hmm. My goodness. Now, the interesting thing is, uh, as we dive into this, is I recently was looking at all of our top episodes of all time, and one of our top 10 top episodes of all time is the episode of Intentional Singleness with my friend, Tara Lee Cobble. She's actually now a good friend of mine. I love Tara Lee so much. She started the Bible Recap. If you guys have never listened to it, you got to listen to it. It's so awesome. You can listen to the Bible in a year and it's so, so, so powerful. So good. Now, so I'm going to pull some things from that episode plus new stuff, uh, but definitely go back and listen to that episode. The concept of waiting is tough because when we first say waiting, like I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, you know, like this, I'm waiting. Well, I'm waiting to find my person. It, it insinuates that it's a holding pattern, that we are waiting. We're in one place, just 
anticipating getting to another. Now, I grew up Catholic and we talked about purgatory back in the day. Okay. It's like you're in purgatory waiting to get into heaven. And that doesn't give a great connotation. Like I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for the next thing. And so, babe, what do you initially think about that? About your definition? No, about like what that first connotation. Yeah. I think waiting just implies like purposelessness like your purpose is to wait therefore you're not doing anything else yeah yeah you know like waiting for me i love waiting personally because it's my time to chill like at a stoplight at the airport i'm waiting on xyz i just get to relax yeah but i'm not I'm kind of like purposelessness. Like my well, objective is just point. to wait and pass time. Right. But that that's also a good point that we'll make today is that there's a difference. You get to the airport early and you're relaxed in waiting. You're mm-hmm. just chilling versus you're striving in the waiting, trying to like yeah. do certain things to get that end outcome. Exactly. And so that's what I want to actually start with. Let's talk about a mindset shift on this concept of waiting well. Ask yourself, if you are in a season of singleness, if you find yourself, I'm waiting for that future person, you're in this quote unquote season of waiting, are you striving at all? And do you feel like you are on this hamster wheel? Because often on that hamster wheel, we start questioning ourselves. We start questioning ourselves entirely. Why hasn't happened for me yet? And then when we question ourselves, we also start maybe questioning God. God, where are you at in all this? Like I thought it would have happened by now. And the first mindset I often see that happens in this concept of waiting well is people are saying or insinuating kind of whether or not you're saying it, you're maybe insinuating it or your core intention. There's somewhere deep down, you have this feeling of, I need this next thing to be happy. I need to be married in order to be happy. And so you are dating because you have to get to that next place to find happiness. It's like you won't survive another single year. You have to find someone. I have to find it. I'm trying to wait well. Well, I'm I'm just, I'm trying to find someone. I can't do another year single. And that can be really exhausting because you can sit here and what happens often in this quote unquote waiting as you are striving is that you are trying to get to that next place and you start loathing dating because it's not giving you what you want. And you may start loathing men if you're a woman or loathing women if you're a men. And that can be a really sticky, hard place to be in. And so, babe, I know you have something to say on this too. I do. Because it's a great one. And especially if you're unaware of it, it's it's definitely can infect your dating life. Yeah. Infect. In effect. Yeah. Both. Infect and effect. Both. And the, and the question you need to ask is why? Why? What is the problem with this mindset? Yeah. And the problem is that your joy, your contentment, your satisfaction, it's all completely dependent on the success of dating. Yeah. And let me just tell you, woof, <laughs> this is one of the worst places you could yeah. ever depend on. Dating is the one of the worst places you could ever go to for consistent satisfaction because it is the most inconsistent thing you could ever do. Yeah. 
I mean, your contentment and satisfaction is literally completely dependent on another person being sexually, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally attracted to you and things working out. Yeah. Like (laughs) mathematically, it's just so Your happiness is contingent on dating going well and you getting that end outcome. Now, I'm not saying everyone listening does this, but I did want to call this out. We wanted to start here because a lot of times we're like, how do I wait? Well, I have read so many messages, talked to so many people that are just like, I just, I loathe being single. I am so worn out. I hate waiting, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, there's a lot of striving happening. There's a lot of potentially idolizing marriage. There's a lot of putting your happiness in getting this next thing. And in doing that and looking at dating in such a way that I need to find my person to be happy, you are missing so much that is truly the beauty of singleness, which I know people roll their eyes when it's like the gift of singleness. And I'm like, but (laughs) biblically it is true. Like it is true. Okay. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't date, but there's a mindset shift that needs to happen. I'm dating because I do want to get married, but I am fully released of the expectations and I will not let dating derail me from what God is already up to in my full thriving life where I am fully living for God. I will not let it consume me. I will not force it to happen. I will not waste my days just waiting for that next thing. You can definitely date, but the difference in that waiting period, quote unquote, is one, I need this next thing to be happy. And the other is I'm fully content, fully thriving, fully love where I'm at. And I'm not going to let this desire and lack of getting that desire rule my happiness. Yep. Right? Yeah. I I mean, amen. (laughs) It's tough. It is tough. I think if it boils down to one thing though, it boils down to whose timeline are you living on? Right. Are you living on your timeline and fitting God into your gaps and he's letting you down? Or are you living on God's timeline? Yeah. Which is a surrender of your expectations. Right. A surrender of your desire. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. I, I want to transition into talking about probably the number one verse that gets quoted when it talks about this expectation of singleness. And I'm sorry for the people I'm about to offend, but we need to talk about this because I've gotten this wrong so many times. I've probably said things on the podcast that I'm about to rebuke right now and what I'm about to say, but our favorite verse that we like to use Psalm 37, four, get them like, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. All right. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of our heart. That's what we say. Well, if your if your desire is good, God will grant it, right? I'll get into some of the things we say. But so we hear that and we're like, okay, I really want marriage. So I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to delight in you, God. I'm going to abstain from sex. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to run the Bible study in the hopes that you, God, you're going to bring me my person, Mm. AKA that desire of my heart. It's like a bargaining chip. It's like, okay, cool. God, I will delight in you. I will do all these things for you. I will be the perfect Christian guy or girl. I will do all these things. It's a little checklist. If you give me this, 
right? It's kind of funny because we're like, um, hey, God, here's like my bargain with you. I will do these things. I will be obedient. I will delight in you. I'll do all these things if you give me this, which is a really hard it's like, like, really, we're going to be bargaining with God like that. And I know that many of you are not saying that, but some of you are feeling that. And some of you internally, that's your, you're like, I'm 40. I'm still single and I've done all the right things. I've abstained from sex. I have been faithful to the Lord and I'm still single. What the heck? What the actual bump? God, why haven't you given this to me? Look, why did that girl who's sinning all over the place, why does she get it? And I'm sitting here. I'm like, that's not how, ooh. And I'm not, I'm not discounting the pain and the grief, which we will touch on, that there is totally layers of grief. And I don't want to discount that. And I don't want to shame you for that. But I also want to call you up in this mindset and talk about what does truly the desires of our heart mean? Here's the shift. And Tara Lee said this, so I'm, I'm quoting a little bit of her in that episode. Okay. If you delight in the Lord, your desires should be godly desires. It doesn't still mean that we don't have fleshly desires. Now, when I say fleshly desires, that does not necessarily mean a bad desire. But here's the thing that I don't think people talk about. Marriage is still a desire of the earthly kingdom, not the heavenly kingdom. Marriage is still a desire of the earthly kingdom, not the heavenly kingdom. So it's still a fleshly desire. You can debate me on that. That's fine. But God is calling us to spiritual desires. Spiritual desires are to honor God, to find contentment in him, no matter what, to delight in him, to do whatever he wants us to do. So when we submit our fleshly desires to our spiritual desires, that's when everything changes. That's when it's not a conditional promise anymore, okay? Because it's it's an unconditional, God, I will always submit my desires in replace for your spiritual desires. Yeah, it's really well said because the focus of your desire is completely, utterly focused on God. Yeah. There's no tarnishment. Mm -hmm. There's no, what about me attached to it? Yes. There's no earthly thing that is even in the conversation. It's a soul laser focus on God and God alone. Yeah. Because that's what he's worthy of. Yeah. And that's what he desires. Mm -hmm. So I love it because delight in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of our hearts. So if we break it down... What happens when you delight in the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind? Well, it consumes us so much that it actually shapes the desire of our heart. It conforms our heart to his will. It conforms our will to his will. We melt, we change, we break down, and we are totally transformed into his image and what he desires, our will is his will. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so good? Yeah. That is the condition of delighting yourself in the Lord. That's the true delight in the Lord is the melting of yourself. And then God, the great potter comes in and just completely molds us. Yeah. I love that process too of, it talks about so much, uh, biblically speaking, like the molding of metal, which is just the melting down, Yeah. you know, and think about our hearts 
as that firm, 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 yeah. brittle metal. And think about the immense heat it takes to really, really melt it down. Yeah. And then think about that process of being poured into the shape. There's nothing super happy about that process, right? But it's a great process. And think about how it comes out so refined and so strong and exactly in the shape that it was designed to be. Yeah. So I love it. It's delight this delight yourself. And I think we discount what that means. Yeah. I think it's like a, oh yeah, I love God. Yeah, exactly. I go to church. I lead a Bible study. I read my Bible. I love God. It's like, it means the delight just ravages us to the point that it just completely shapes the desire of our heart. Yeah. And, and you think about that alignment, you know, that's where the two vertical lines are just in complete alignment. And it's actually not God's moving. It's just ours coming into alignment with God's will completely. That's so good. And so I'm not trying to say, and we're not trying to say that your desire to want to get married is bad or that you shouldn't have that desire. I'm just saying that God went that verse. I don't want to, I don't want to lead you astray to say you will get that. If that is your desire, you absolutely will get that. And that is not to discourage you. It's actually to say, I'm first of all, I'm really sorry if that's been spoken over to you many times. I'm sorry if I've ever said that on the podcast, like if that's your desire, God will grant it. Um, it's not a magic genie. That's not God. Like he's not uh, Robin Williams. (laughs) Name it and claim it, baby. (laughs) And it's, it, that's not the theology I am down with in the very, at least, but God does care about your desires. Okay. He just wants your first and foremost primary thing to be to delight in him and seek out spiritual desires above all else. And so here's another important part to this is that Jesus to his very favorite, quote unquote, uh, or God to his very favorite people, not Jesus, God to, I wouldn't say his favorite people. They're all some of the most important people in the Bible. Maybe they're his favorite. Maybe they're not. Many of them did not get the things that they wanted. <laughs> he, they got many, many, many no's. No's are not yet's. Okay. No's are not yet's. So many times, David, Paul, even Jesus, so many people got no's or not yet's from God. And it's not that he doesn't care about those things that you care about. It's he's saying, Right now, I have something better for you. Right now, if you would just press into me more deeply, if you would seek out those spiritual desires first and foremost, would you seek out advancing the kingdom, getting closer to me? I have something better for you. And so that that's where we need to shift that perspective. If Because if you are somebody who are like, I, I deserve it at this point. I know like I've had this desire. It's going to be granted. I'm not saying it will never happen. I'm not saying give up on it entirely, but I do think that there's a chance you may have put to a little bit of an idol in your life might be this desire. And you need to break that down a little bit. And I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, that's tough. It's tough to hear. It's not easy. God wants to grieve with you through that. You can still have that desire, but you need to shift into making your spiritual desires. You're running with Jesus. You're advancing the kingdom, your number one desire. Yeah. And you just said his name. It really reminds me of the story of David. Yeah. How quick are we to forget 
we think about David and we think about two things. He was a wonderful king. He, he killed Goliath and he also cheated with Bathsheba. But we don't really talk about or draw a comparison. David was anointed. Way earlier. He was called to be king. <laughs> and then logically, you know, he has this promise from God, from a prophet. I mean, it's pretty explicit. And then where did his story take him from there? Where did his timeline go from Many there? years. Many years. And it wasn't, it was a was nightmare. Was it like 19 years? I feel like it was like 19 years. Yeah, I'm not sure. We would have to double check. <laughs> but the point was, it was a, if it was 19 years or 18, it was very messy. He was running for his life. He lost his brother, yeah. like his, his brother. And... It, it like he got anointed king and the next logical thing you thing you would think what happened is he's okay he becomes king so you feel like you have a desire that you will be married you will find a spouse that's great however the timeline of that happening i mean what a wonderful story with david because it was a very very messy amount of time where he was running for his life and guess where that Guess where that forced him? It forced him into the caves. It forced him into loneliness and it shaped him. Yeah. It molded him. It, 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 it formed him into the man he was before he was a king so that he was the king he was yeah. when he took that kingship. Cause that was when he, that's what he had something that time was very intentional in David's life to prepare him. And it was a nightmare of a timeline that forced him into complete dependence on God. Yes. Complete surrender yeah. on you've given me this promise. Now I really have to trust you because everything in front of me yeah. is not looking like that. Yeah. It just, it, and even with that, even if you're like, well, I've done that, okay, I'm 40 or whatever age I'm 50. Cause one in four people are single at the age of 50. I'm, I'm 50 and I'm single. And I've done that. I've done the 20 years or more in the darkness or 30, you know, I can't, re I can't sit here and pretend to relate to it. I, and I, I don't want to offend you. And I do believe God wants to meet you in whatever grief you're feeling and he wants to continue to use you. And there, there is a reason, whatever he is doing, there is an intentional reason for what he is doing. Do you trust him? Do you surrender to him? Because maybe it's time to redo that over and over and over every day. If you have to, all I know is that God, I truly, I, God does not promise us. He doesn't write in the Bible. Every single person is going to get married. Nor does he say every person that has a desire, it will fully be granted. Exactly. I mean, that's where the Psalm 37, four gets misinterpreted, but he does call us to make disciples of nations. He does call us to pursue the way of Jesus. He does call us to, to holiness on a very deep level. And he will bring us ultimate joy, ultimate contentment in that path. And he does want to use us in such big ways. And so I think the last thing, not last, but one thing we want to say before we go into like how to really thrive in this season, I want to, I want to challenge you guys with some phrases I think we need to remove from our vocabulary, um, that we need to stop saying to other people who have been quote unquote waiting for a long time and that we need to stop saying maybe to ourselves. Here's some of those phrases. I'm just waiting to find the one. The, the problem I have with this phrase Maybe you can speak up to you on this, but the problem I have with this phrase is it's like you're twiddling your thumbs. 
I hate this phrase. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for God. It's fine. There's a difference. I, I it, you may not use it in an un, in a bad way. Okay, your intention may not be bad, but waiting. I'm just waiting for God to drop the person. No. Okay. That's not, no, it, it, that goes back to what we said in the beginning. It's like a holding pattern. It's purgatory. It's I'm stopping my life. I'm only happy when I get this thing. I'm just waiting. Waiting could also look like, Hey, unless somebody's running as fast as I am towards the kingdom of God. And unless it's super clear that our missions are going to align to advance the kingdom together, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And so that's me waiting because I'm over here doing my best thing for the Lord and I'm not going to settle my time with this dwinky, tinky, blah, 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 blah over there. (laughs) If you remember Christian Kane on the podcast, many of you do, because it was our number one podcast of all time. We talked about why am I still single and where is God in this disappointment? And she got married in her thirties. And back in the day when she got married, that was like, she was an ancient old person. Okay. Everyone's like, you're in your thirties getting married. What is happening? But she was living in her lane on fire. She's like, I'm not here to waste time. There are people that you can certainly marry, but if you aren't married by at this moment, there's probably a good reason for that because there's no, nothing worse than being married and feeling alone. It is one thing to be single and feel alone. It is another horrible grief to be married and feel completely alone. And that is not what you want. You want to be living such a life where like, I am thriving. I am running. I am fiercely after God doing my thing. And I will not settle at all. I'm not even, I'm not going to blink an eye. Tara Lee Cobble, love the lover. She started the Bible recap in her singleness when she decided I'm just going to stop dating for a season. She started that. The Bible recap has been listened to millions and millions and millions and millions of times. It's insane what she has done in her singleness. And it's incredible. Like, anyway, I'm, I'm on a Ted talk now, but I'm waiting to find the one If you're saying that, please don't let it be that you are sitting there twiddling your thumbs or not twiddling, but not doing anything and just waiting for that to make you happy. Yeah. And can I say one more thing about waiting? Yeah. Um, I just, I love you guys. And I say this because I found it in my life and I still find it in my life. The problem with I'm just waiting to find the one actually starts in Genesis. When we took the apple, we consider ourselves and we put ourselves on the same level as God. We tried to play God. And guess what? We still do the same thing. When you say, I'm just waiting to find the one, it implies that God is sitting at a table with his master blueprint for the universe. (laughs) And you pull up a chair and you're like, all right, (laughs) let's talk. what do we got going on for me, you know, and how, like, how do you want to make a decision? I'm feeling six months. What are you feeling? 12? Okay. Let's be in the middle. Eight. Eight. Nine. Nine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, the problem with that is that you are assuming a position that we're in a place to barter and reckon and talk about your timeline versus his and you're like in control, right? Like this is your decision and you have the autonomy of free will. I'm sorry, but when the God of the universe who, when it talks about according to the council has created all things according to his good, it means that the council, the Trinity, the Godhead before creation sat 
in that room with the blueprints and counseled everything. They planned everything. They knew everything that was going to happen. So you come into this world and there's already a timeline and a purpose. First of all, that is better than anything that you could have ever have dreamed. And if you don't believe that, look at your past and look when you made your decisions and your control. And then look at those decisions where you surrendered to God and there's all the evidence you need. But when you say, I'm waiting to find the one, the amount of Personally speaking, the amount of arrogance I had, the amount of pride I had to elevate myself that I had a seat at the table to dictate my path was completely unearned and undeserved, which we'll talk about. But, you know, I love the verse in Proverbs, a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And it's such a funny picture because I plan, I thimble, I twiddle my thumbs. I think about this step. And this plan and this plan, but it's God who establishes my steps, my marching, my path, my journey. Another phrase we want to remove is, well, if that's your desire, God will provide it. We already kind of touched on this, but we need to... I just, that is, that is doing people wrong. That is really, and I am sorry if it's been spoken to you. I'm sorry for anybody I've said it to like you, you, if that is your desire, I believe God's going to grant it. I I don't know. I don't know if God is going to, and we need to stop because there is so much disappointment that lies in that and thinking that that is the promise of specifically that scripture we went over. It's, there is so much room for vast disappointment and questioning God when our, when it, it should just be our main goal to be pursuing holiness, to pursue the righteousness of God, to make disciples of nations, right? Like that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, well, the funny thing about it is if this, if it's your desire, so first of all, you're starting with your desire, not the God desire, right? That you talked about the godly desire versus earthly desire. Yes. So first, you're just starting off on the wrong foot. And then secondly, the ironic part is if it's God desire for me, it will happen. And if it's not, it will not happen. And it, it is really is that binary, yeah. you know, and the ultimate reality is that we should rejoice in the closed doors as much as we rejoice in the open ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because the closed ones is rejection is redirection. It's great. I mean, I saw a great encouraging post from a single friend in the Facebook group this morning. He goes another rejection, you know, and I celebrate it because yeah. it's not what God had for me or her. Yeah. And now I get to continue on the journey. Yeah. So every rejection that I experienced led me to you and I rejoice in this. Yeah. So if that is your desire, then God will provide it. Then I think it needs to be, if this is God's desire for me, then he will provide it. And yes. if not, he won't. And that doesn't mean he's a bad God. He's so, he still is so good to you and he wants your heart and full attention entirely. Yeah. Now I'm, talk about the next one. Okay. The, yeah, the next two ones are really tough because I've said it to myself. I've said it to other people. I think girls say it the most personally. The next phrase, you deserve this. You deserve it. You deserve that. Ooh. Yeah. What do we actually deserve, you guys? What have we done to really deserve anything? And 
Yeah, that's a real hard one. You deserve it. That you deserve it. There's a lot of pride that comes behind that too. Like when, especially when we start believing I deserve it, because that's the other phrase. Well, I deserve it. That's fully pride. That's I deserve it. Look at me. I'm such a good Christian girl. Look at me. This I could have had this mentality all leading heart of dating. I deserve it right now. Look at I'm doing for the kingdom. Look at I'm helping singles. I deserve a man. That that's full pride. That's just me thinking that I've been so holier than thou that I've just done it's it's legalism as well. It's like I've done all these things. And so therefore I deserve the prize, the crown, the glory. Versus, secondly, the confidence in Christ. We can have confidence in Christ. We can honor ourselves by not staying in toxic relationships or dating people that are unhealthy or toxic. That's There is a certain level of confidence we need to have in Christ, but there's a difference between that and pride. Yeah. I mean, you can honor the God image in you. That's not, should not be treated in those horrible ways, but- <laughs> the D word deserve. I I don't want to go too hard on this because I will just say if you catch yourself saying this word, I would just deeply caution you out of love, and I would go to Isaiah fifty three and I would start looking at God's word. Mm. And I would start asking the question, what do I actually deserve according to scripture? Yeah. What am I falling short you know, of holiness do I actually deserve in this life? Yeah. Because what you will realize is the more you realize how much you actually deserve and how much you've actually fallen short, the more you realize how much you've been forgiven yeah. and how much God's grace is really that much of a miracle in our life. Mm. God's mercy and God's grace is magnified the more we realize the gap and the failure in us. So I, I'm not gonna lie. Anytime I heard the, that word "deserve," I my I just cringe. Yeah, in my soul. We've talked about that before. Yeah, it is. It is a very very dangerous. Like, you know, if you're at the beach, it's like shark in the water. Red flags are up. Like. Mm. Very, very dangerous. So, so we want to end today by, you know, I was going to say we're going to give you all these practical tips, but I actually really think we need to make this into a masterclass in TSA at some point. So, mm-hmm. we aren't going to go that much deeper because we've already given you guys a lot to chew on. But I did post something recently on Instagram, and this is what I want to challenge you guys with as a final thing. As you're thinking about waiting well, this is the question you should ask yourself. How or what is your legacy of singlehood going to be? What is your legacy of singlehood going to be? Is it going to be I was pining after somebody the entire time? Is it going to be I was living in disappointment, chronically waiting and hoping for the next thing to happen? Is it going to be, I was depressed the whole time. I was lonely. I couldn't get out of it. I didn't, I didn't know myself. Is it going to be that I didn't feel worthy. And I'm not trying to discount any of those things because all of those things are real. And it takes a lot of courage to actually work through those things. But ask yourself, what is your legacy of singlehood going to be? Yeah. It's so funny. I wrote something very similar 
mm. on Instagram. When you say I do, if you do or when you do, and you look back, <laughs> will you even grieve your singleness? Will you look That's back right. and for my sports people, like, are they going to retire your jersey? Did you go so hard? Yeah. Did you give it everything you had that when you get married, you look back and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I have much left in the tank. I mean, I think I could have kept going, but I look back with like a godly sense of pride in what we accomplished in his kingdom and my singleness and what God accomplished through me and in me. Yeah. I look forward to the next chapter, but I can tell you like, I'm going to look back and grieve my singleness, yeah. you know, not because it was fun and it's not about fun. It's about, I, I love the mission I served and I'm going to grieve that because it was really, really amazing. But, um, when you look back and then my other encouragement for you guys is Psalm 37, four, cause this is no matter how long you've been a Christian and you know, where you stand when you listen to this message today. The reality is that because we are still sinful and we still have our flesh, we are never going to 1 million percent fully delight in God until we're taken into heaven. However, I just want to encourage you that you, you cannot delight in a God that you are not sure is 1000% for you. You can't delight in a God that you think is judging everything on good and bad and XYZ at the end of the day is weighing his balance on whether or not he loves you. We are actually standing on a very, very, very firm foundation that of acceptance, which is everything that's been done on your behalf. Christ, his son, he gave him he who knew no sin to be sin on your behalf, everything that's been done before you has been done as an act of love. And God is so for you. When he created you, he did not make a single mistake. You are exactly where he wants you today. You are perfectly on his timeline. And that is the delight that we have. But we delight in a God who loves you very, very, very much. In fact, he loves you more than you ever could dream of, more than you could realize. So that is the God we get to delight in. We don't get to delight in a judge who's just a judge. We get to delight in our father. So I just, I hope that encourages you guys. If you struggle with any desires, this verse is so amazing. Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires. I want my desires to be conformed. Yeah. I want them to be shaped. Yeah. I want to be molded. Romans 9, read about the great potter and we are his clay. So we love you guys very much. This is very, very fun. It's a really, really challenging uh, word, waiting and waiting well. What does it mean to wait well? And when you look back, when you say I do one day, did you wait well? What yeah. did you do with your time? Yeah. What so did you good. do? We have a visitor. Hello, Jackson. We might have to cut. Hey, Jackson, can we have five minutes and we'll see you outside? Thank you. We'll see you inside. We'll see you in five minutes, okay? <laughs> Maybe okay. leave that. I think it's kind of funny. Okay. Well, that's like a little um, practice. Uh, you just got a snapshot of Father JJ Father talking J- to a three-year-old. 
Was oh my good? gosh, you guys, our setup of recording is so ghetto. I love it. Um, was it good? Did yeah, I pass? Good, honey. Very good job. <laughs> um, hey guys, this is the final episode for season seven. Oh, season eight. Oh my gosh, I got distracted because I see started Jackson. talking to kids and parenting and <laughs> wow. kids started daydreaming. Oh my gosh, no, I see him touching the paint. Uh oh, <laughs> we need to nine one one. We love you guys. We can't <laughs> wait for season nine. We have so many fun, amazing plans. We are so thankful for this community. If you missed it, we announced TSA, our brand new program. Yes, go we to jointhesinglesacademy.com. TSA stands for stands for the singles. Academy. We want to have you in there. We're going to be covering topics. This week, we're covering the topic of how to truly combat loneliness. It's not too late. You can still join and you can also watch the replay. We're doing it on August 4th, that Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, and we'll be doing a masterclass every month, packed full with community and amazing things. We would love to have you guys, but until then, we're going to go get married. Yeah, we are. Season nine coming to you from <gasps> married life, but our heart is still for singles. What about that? Yeah, that's Come a great on. one. We love you guys. We love you guys. Bye. 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 The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge podcast network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. 